All right, so I have the pleasure of preaching for you, for, for you guys today. Um, and I'm going to start my first sermon series ever. And I'm going to be preaching from uh, out of the book of Deuteronomy. So I'm going to preach a series out of the book of Deuteronomy. So you guys can just flip there real quick. We're going to start from Deuteronomy chapter 1. You know, how many of you guys know that the Old Testament has everything to do with you? I think the problem is for many believers is we think the Old Testament is old. And the New Testament is new. And that's where all everything in the New Testament makes sense to us. It's plain language. It's very clear. God speaking through his apostles or teachers or whatever. But the Old Testament, what does it have to do with anything? And at times we find ourselves just, oh, I'm just going to read Matthew today. I'm going to, I'm going to look into Luke or John, but we avoid especially books like Deuteronomy or Leviticus or Numbers. And I just feel it so pressing on my heart that God wants to break us out of that mindset because some of the deepest revelations of who Jesus Christ is, is in the Old Testament. Now, the truth is the New Testament isn't the only book that talks about Jesus. In fact, the whole Bible, the whole word of God from front to cover is dedicated to revealing Jesus Christ. And just as the Old Testament may not mention Jesus per se, though it mentions it through prophecy, everything, every word of this Bible is about Jesus Christ. If you look at John, the beginning of John talks about the word. And the word being with God in the beginning. And this word, eventually, the word becoming flesh. When you want to talk about Jesus, you better understand that we got to get into the Old Testament. If you guys just want to be New Testament believers, you're just going to be, you're just going to get a partial revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And so it's important that we value, that we honor, and not only that, that we dig through the Old Testament. Because sometimes you got to dig. You got to dig through it to get the revelation. And so I'm so excited about preaching from Deuteronomy because I think it's a powerful book. It's a powerful book. And it's a powerful book that talks about Jesus Christ. You know, Deuteronomy, the reason why it's called Deuteronomy is just it's named second law. And the book itself was Moses talking about the law that was originally given to him for the second time. The first time was 40 years prior when uh, the Israelites got delivered out of 430 years of slavery to the Egyptians. They got delivered. They crossed the Red Sea. And boom, Moses goes up to the mountain and he comes back with the law. And the whole of Israel gathered together and they heard the law of God for the first time. Now here in Deuteronomy... Moses is up there again, and he's going to share the law of God, but it's going to be for the second time. Now, the reason why this is so important is because a lot of the people that were there weren't there for the first first reading of the law. And I don't know if you guys know why this happened, but basically, disobedience leads to delay. And here was a whole, a generation that was destined for the promised land, but they didn't get to go in. And the reason why they didn't go in was because they didn't have enough faith. 
And so a whole generation, what should have taken a short amount of time, we'll look more deeper into that, what should have taken a short amount of time took about 38 plus years. From the moment of their deliverance, 40 years to get into the promised land. Why? Because a group of people refused, refused to fight the fight that they were called to fight. You know, um, let's look, let's just go right into it. We're going to go to Deuteronomy. And I'm going to focus today specifically on the first eight verses of this book. Um, if I'm going to read the first verse and you guys can read the second and so forth. Uh, These are the words that Moses spoke to all Israel beyond the Jordan in the wilderness, in the Arabah opposite Suf, between Paran, Tophel, Laban, Hazareth, and Dizahab. In the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses spoke to the people of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandment to them. Beyond the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses undertook to explain this law, saying... <laughs> um, turn and take your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighbors in Arabah, in the hill country and in the lowland and in the Negeb and by the sea coast, the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Amen. Amen. You know, these are the words that Moses spoke to all of Israel beyond the Jordan. Location-wise, they were about, if you look in verse 2, 11 days away from what was considered to be the promised land. Ironically, 40, no, 38 years ago, about two years into being, after being delivered from Egypt, they were at that place. When God first called them to go take possession of the promised land, they were about an 11 day journey away from going into the promised land. But that 11 days turned into what? 38, 39 plus years. How did that happen? An 11 day journey to 39 years. How many of you guys like it when things take a long time? Especially in this day and age, we can't wait. Everything needs to be done more quickly, faster, and efficiently. And here, the most efficient route, an 11-day route, and yet the Israelites took the 39 route. Did they technically choose to take the 39 route? No, they didn't. But you know what they did do? They didn't listen to God. God spoke to them allowed 12 spies from the Israelite community to go and check out the promised land only for the sheer purpose of seeing how amazing it was going to be. And that though there are people at the time possessing it, they were easy to defeat because God was with them. But 10 out of those 12 spies came running back, afraid of their lives, saying, we can't do this. 
And their bad reports spiraled a spirit of complaining and fear amongst all of the Israelite community. And they all told Moses, we can't do this. We can't go in. What's the point of leaving Egypt? I'd rather be a slave than die. And God heard those words of fear and not faith and said, oh, you want to play that? Then 11 days just turned into 39. Disobedience leads to delay. The problem with the church today is we think that disobedience is not that big of a deal. Oh, I can disobey. Why? Because I can just repent. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Because as soon as I just pray and repent, it's all good. But sometimes we need to come into the awakening realization that disobedience delays the destiny and the purpose that God has for your life. Now, don't get me wrong. God can turn it all around for your good. And he can. That's how powerful he is. But sometimes things are easily avoidable. We don't need to take a 39-year journey for what normally takes 11 days. So here the Israelites gathered. They're in this place right on the east side of the Jordan River. So close to the promised land, getting ready, getting geared up. And Moses says, before we go into the promised land, you need to hear the law of the Lord again. You can't go in. We can't take possession over this land until you as a generation are reminded of what this is all for. He thought it's so necessary not only to talk about the law that was given in Exodus, but to go even further and to talk deeper about different issues because it was imperative. Moses knew in order to possess a promised land, we needed to know the law of God. Why do we need to know Deuteronomy so well is because God has called this generation to possess the land. You know, our possession may not be, our inheritance may not be a physical land. Back in the day, they literally had to fight flesh and blood in order to possess a land. They had to fight a battle. But for us, our battle is not in flesh and blood, but against spiritual things. It's a spiritual battle that you and I are not only called to fight, but we're called to win. We're destined to win. But this land, this promised land that God is talking about to the Israelites here is a physical land. But for us, this land, it goes beyond that. You know, I've described it once in the past as God's promises. Taking possession of God's promises is like entering in the promised land. But a lot of times we hear that and we think it's just for us. We think the promised land is the promised land for Aaron Lee. The promised land is all the good things that Aaron Lee is going to get because the Bible said so. But the promised land is not about you and I. It's about advancing the kingdom of God. You see, this area before the Israelites stepped in didn't know the presence of God. The only way the presence of God existed was by the people who walked and carried the ark. God wanted them to go in and take possession of a land that did not know God because he wanted to make himself known there. Fighting the fight is worth it. Why? Because we're called to advance the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. If you go forward, um, it talks about how this is the 40th year. It gives us the timeline. But later on, it talks in verse 4 about the different victories that the Israelites had because of God. It talks about being de- having defeated the different kings of different areas and all of those Battles you can read in different books of the Bible, all because of God's favor. 
So here they're stemming off of a place of victory, but they're about to step into the promised land. And here, look what God speaks through Moses. The Lord our God said to us in Horeb, you stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go. I'm going to read the NIV for you. In the NIV, the word of God says, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you stayed long enough at this mountain, break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. My message for you today is called break camp and advance. Break camp and advance. Come on, tell your neighbor, break camp and advance. It's so interesting what prefaces that break camp and advance. The God, uh, the word of God says, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Now, what you need to understand is initially you may think it's you have stayed long enough at this place of suffering, 40 years of wilderness. You've stayed long enough, but this mountain wasn't designed for wilderness. It was initially a sign of God's deliverance. This mountain represented a high place, not a low place. You know, we think it's easy when we're in the valley. God, take us to the next level. We can, we'll break camp. We'll get out of this place easily and go into the next level. But what about when you're on a mountaintop? What about you already standing on the very blessing of God and God is saying, okay, break camp now. Break camp and advance because I have better things in store for you. I have bigger things that I want you to see. I have greater things that I need you to be a part of. It's time to break camp. You know, the reason why I like break camp better than the ESV version of just turn is because break camp is very illustrative. It shows this image of Israelites who literally took the time to set up camp in one location, pitch every little tent, put all of their possessions in a nice, neat little order. They made their beds. They made their resting place. And now God is saying, okay, clean all of that up, pick all of that up, pack all of that up and now go. It gives this illustration of now get outside of your comfort zone again. Get out of what you know. Get out of what I know was good, but I have something better. It's time to break camp. Why? Because you and I are called to be an ever advancing people. That's the thing that believers of Christ need to know. We're not people that settle down. That's not our mandate. Our mandate is always to advance. Why? The word of God says we're going from glory to glory. Glory to God for what purpose? To become ever more like Jesus Christ himself. We have the John the Baptist anointing on this generation to prepare the way of the second coming of the Lord. And that can't happen unless we break camp and advance. For so many of us, we, will, we don't want to break camp. We want to chill at camp. We want to stay at camp. Even when camp is a little bit uncomfortable, I'd rather stay here. Why? Because it's at least I've made my bed here. But to pack it all back up, I don't want to do that. The issue is you have stayed at this mountain long enough, the word of God says. You know, there's this show called Love It or List It. And it's an HGTV show. It's about, uh, basically, it's a, this reality show of a couple who's lived at a house that they bought, their first house, that they loved but that house is just, it's not it anymore. Like they've had too many kids. The kids are living in the basement or in the closet or whatever, you know, and they need a new house and in comes two people. One is a woman who's getting ready to bring renovation to the house. 
And the second is a, is a man who is a real estate agent who wants to show them bigger, better houses. And so you see this couple, you know, talking about their non-negotiables. All right, if, if we got to stay, I got to make sure that we have a bathroom, that our kid's not sleeping in the closet anymore, you know, that we got an actual bedroom. You need to make this, 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 and this happen. And then they tell the person uh, who's, re- who's a real estate agent, if you're going to get us to go to actually leave, we need this, this, and this. And so the real estate agent and the renovator, they're in competition. That's the whole premise of the show. And it's either you love the house you lived in or you list it. Okay, so that's, you guys feel me? You guys get it? Love it or list it. And what's so interesting is this real estate agent, he takes them to the most incredible houses. I'm talking about bigger, better, newer, greater facilities, more modern, better neighborhood. And yet the woman who does a renovation like 99% of the time, she always wins because people don't want to leave their house. And they'll get a couple, a new bathroom. Yay, a new bathroom. They're like, oh yeah, I'm going to stay now. When they have a whole nother house that's so much bigger and better, ready for them. But because there's so, it's so much work. You guys know how much it work, work it is to move. You guys all live in Korea. Sometimes some of you, most of you guys have moved at least once since being here and packing up all your stuff, realizing how much junk you collected, realizing that you got jeans from high school. I've been clearing out my closet. I'm like, what? I wore this in high school. What am I still doing holding on to this and figuring out that you've accumulated all these things and you got to go through it, throw it out, pack it up, clean it up and then get ready to go. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to break camp. It's a lot of work to get a little bit uncomfortable, but it's not an option. It's a command. Word of God didn't say love it or list it. You choose. He said, break camp and go advance, go into the land that I set before you, the land that I promised you. You know, it's interesting when we first started new Philly, this is a mountaintop church. When we first started, it wasn't really like that. I mean, because we had to go through different things and, you know, eventually God brought us to this place where his presence was manifesting every single time we got together. And here on this mountaintop, God began to speak to us about church planning. And we thought about church planning, even in Itaewon. And initially, can I tell you, can I be honest? I wasn't excited about it. My first reaction, I wasn't excited about why, because I was so comfortable with what God had built here. It was so good. It was so good. But in order to do a church plan in Itaewon, do you know what that meant? Of course, we didn't break camp. I mean, we're still here, but we had to break something. We had to give up John Michael Becker. (laughs) He's a pillar of one of the pastors at Itaewon now. Marcus Corpening, now the campus pastor. Brian Kim, who was leading worship on this campus, we had to give him up. Diana Suck, who was leading SBSs, you know, Megan, who was a service team leader for like years and years and years. We had to send her off. I mean, leaders, active leaders, up and coming leaders. We set a team of top notch people and we had to send them out. That was uncomfortable. Why? Because to everybody, we knew we were familiar with this mountain. But sometimes when word of the Lord speaks, you got to do it. And he said, break camp, break camp and advance. And that meant breaking camp 
getting a little bit uncomfortable, letting go some of our great leaders in order for us to advance where to begin to establish and set up a house in Itaewon. You know, we're about to start a church, not a church, a campus plant at Seoul National University. Our college ministry, Emmaus, you saw Sarah. She gave her testimony. She's a fruit of this ministry. Come on. All the Emmaus kids I heard, FYI, killed it on missions. Not surprised. No, I'm kidding. I mean, God did a powerful work in these guys. You know, when God transforms you like that, you can't help but to be radical for him. And these guys were transformed. And we've been at Yonsei University. I mean, since I've led this ministry for about maybe almost four years now, I've led this ministry. And we've always been at Yonsei University. And we've been able to climb up, overcome different obstacles. And now we're at a mountaintop place. Let me tell you, this semester was unbelievable. But do you know what, what God said to me when I was like, wow, this is so great. He didn't say, okay, enjoy, continue. This is the way it's going to be. He said, break camp, break camp and advance. And I was like, oh man, why, why can't we just stay here a little bit longer? You, you're the one that brought us here. I'm on your mountain. You brought us to this mountain. I want to stay here in this place. But God was like, no, you got to break camp. And the word was so clear to me. He said, if you stay at Yonsei, you are limiting you are limiting the growth. He said, I will not grow your ministry if you stay at this one university. I heard it in my spirit, and that was like fear of the Lord. And he gave me a promise. If you plant a campus ministry at SNU, Seoul National, not only am I going to increase Seoul National's campus, but Yonsei is going to increase in a supernatural way. Why? Because when you walk in obedience, it's efficient. When you walk in disobedience, it's delay. But obedience is the most efficient thing in your life. You want to talk about efficiency? Obey. Obey. Break camp. That means I got to send some of my staff out to SNU. Some of my key leaders, these are staff that I've been building up and ushering in. And, and, and you know, they've been just incredible. But now I got to send them out but we're so comfortable, but I like it on this mountaintop. It says you stay long enough at this mountaintop, break camp and advance. You know, it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. We got to break camp. It's worth it because we're called to increase. This is the year of increase. Amen. Okay, you know what? I don't know if you got... This is the year of increase, amen? And you will not increase unless you break camp. Some of you have been complaining about why you don't see increase in your life. And I want to be real with you today. It's because you haven't been breaking camp. It's because you refuse to pay the price for increase, which means getting out of your comfort zone. Which means leaving sometimes a place that's familiar. It means, it means leaving a mindset that you've kept for most of your life and changing your mind. And saying, God, I'm going to commit my mind and make it aligned with your word. You know, you break camp, number one, in the mind. 
Sometimes breaking camp just means change your mind. It doesn't mean physically changing location. Maybe God's not calling you out of your workplace. In fact, some of you are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until God calls you out of the workplace. But he won't let you go because he wants you to possess it first. And possessing your workplace doesn't necessarily mean waiting till you see the manifestation of it. It means until you're at the place of faith where you know you did what God calls you to do. Breaking camp. When I talk about breaking camp, I don't mean running away. Let's just make it clear. Because some of y'all want to run away. But God's command isn't running away. It's advance. It's going forward. It's going into the land that he set before you, but you got to do it his way. So sometimes it's not a physical change. It doesn't mean you got to change churches or you got to, you know, go to different locations or whatever, change your job or change your apartment. Sometimes breaking can't means just changing your mind. Changing your mind about the way you see yourself. Changing your mind about how you relate to this house. Changing your mind about you thinking about you being a small group leader. Cause right now you're like, Oh heck no. And God is saying, break camp, break camp in advance, changing your mind about stepping out and praying for someone at your workplace, even though that might be a little bit uncomfortable. Break camp. It's the mind that needs to change. But for some of us, we're past the mindset. Now we got to show action. And it's not just about, okay, now I know I'm a spirit-filled believer. And if I pray, things change. It's about literally actually going out and to asking somebody, can I pray for you? And physically manifesting what God has commanded you to do. Just like the example of Itaewon Church Plant, they not only had to get it in their mind that they were called to do a church plant, but they literally had to leave the house. At some point, they had to go. My Emmaus students... They stay with us for a year, a semester. You know, Stephen right here, it's his last Sunday, and he's getting ready to go back. But you know what the word of the Lord for you is? Break camp in advance. Even if that means to break away from what's familiar. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, you you should turn away. You should just stop looking at me right now. Uh, Even if that means for us as staff to let students go. We we never want to do that initially. But we have to break camp. We have to break camp because we're called to advance. Your destiny, your purpose, your calling as a son of God is to advance his kingdom. It's not just about you getting the things that you want. It's about you releasing the kingdom of God everywhere that you go and in places where you don't see it at all. When you step into just complete darkness, you go into work and you just feel the weight. You see the witchcraft. You see the manipulation. God is saying, take possession of it. Establish my kingdom here. But in order to do that, we got to break out of what we're familiar with. There's a saying that says familiarity breeds contempt, and it's true. When you get a little bit too familiar with something, you treat it with contempt. We can't afford to ever do that. We can't ever afford to treat what we have in this house as something familiar. Or to treat something that we know we carry as sons of God as familiar. And the way that God keeps us on his toes is that he's constantly pushing us forward. 
And every time we think we got it, he throws us more. And he says, break camp again. And you break camp and you freak out and you have to uh, climb these obstacles and finally, okay, I got it. And he's like, break camp. You stay long enough at this mountain. It's constantly on and on and on. Why? Because you're going from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. It's not just the mind. It's physically we got to break camp. Physically. It's not just knowing it anymore. We can't make that our excuse. Oh, but I know it. I know what I need to do. You know, you're responsible for what you know. Everything that you say, oh, I got it. I know it. God is holding you accountable for that. So if you know that you're filled with the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, if you know that that same spirit, when you lay hands on somebody, can release healing to someone else, if you know that, what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? Now it's time to break camp, not just in your mind, but now it's to break camp physically and get a little uncomfortable and step up into positions and step into things that you normally, oh, I don't know, this is brand new for me. I'm not familiar here. This is unfamiliar territory. You know why sometimes we refuse to break camp is because we know it takes a fight. You know, in order for the Israelites to take possession of the promised land, it wasn't a matter of crossing a river and then, yay, I'm in the promised land. It was crossing a river and then finding out that there are people who are like double the size of them that they had to defeat by the sword, killing them all off, and then they can possess it. It required a fight. And sometimes breaking camp and advancing requires a fight. But it's a fight that is worthy. It's a fight that's plunder is worth it. Amen? You know, when you stay too long at one mountaintop, sometimes the blessing can put you into bondage. You know why God blesses us? Not only to be a blessing, but he blesses us because he's connecting us to him. Our end goal, our end result isn't living in the blessing. Our end goal, our end result is being that much closer to the blesser. So when we're tied and we refuse to obey the one who gave us the blessing, it says more about where you're putting your weight and your priority and your honor. And you're saying blessing means more than the one who's given me the blessing. It's good news. I know this is a serious way to bring it out, but it's good news. It's good news because when you break camp, even if sometimes you got to fight through it and when you break camp and advance, and then you got to fight through it again and fight old thoughts and fight old memories and fight the past and fight the things that want to make a comeback. When you break camp and get out and step out in advance, man, God's glory for you is so much greater, is so much better. The promised land is so much better than this current mountaintop. Amen? Amen. I know that this is a book that I just chose and it just happens to fall on this day to go to Deuteronomy chapter one, but I feel like it's a prophetic word. I feel like this is a word for the whole house that we got to break camp because this is a year for increase. And for some of us, we haven't broken out of that mindset. We like it just the way that it is. 
We like this just the way that it is because we know that God brought us here. And it's good to celebrate the mountaintop that we're at. But when God says it's time to break camp, it's time to break camp. And when we pray about increase and supernatural increase and a thousand people at the next retreat, when we pray about those things, sometimes it makes us a little bit uncomfortable because the things that we're familiar with and the things that we know, we know is going to all have to change in order for that to happen. But it's the most efficient way because what would have taken 11 days took 39 with disobedience. This is a house that God is calling to be obedient. This is a house, Alan Hood said it himself. He said, this is a house that's set apart. This is a house that's called to be holy, radical. And that means when God speaks, we do. When he says break camp, we break camp. And I feel like there's promotions and new levels of increase, both personal and both corporate that God wants to bring you to. But before he's able to do that for you, before you can even see the promised land, you got to break camp. Before you step into it, you got to break camp in your mind. You got to break camp physically and you got to break camp spiritually. Even the gifts that God has given us as a house, there's more. Do you believe that? The way that revival service goes, there's more than that. That's not the peak. That's not it. And I'm not talking about getting a, a, a feeling of, oh God, where are you? We need more. We need more. But I'm, I'm talking about understanding and expecting that glory and advancement is what we're called to. Can I just turn to your neighbor and say, break camp and advance. I'm like sweating bullets up here. It's so hot. I want you guys to just close your eyes real quick. I prophesied that word over that young gentleman Phil earlier about yeah it may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning but it's worth it I want to say that same thing to all of you guys here yeah breaking camp may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning changing your mind about certain things that God is showing you and revealing to you may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning embracing something like sonship may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning Embracing a service where people start laughing uncontrollably and they have no reason why. It may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning. Being called to another place, being called to a different workplace, being called to step out and minister to your, your peers or your coworkers may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning. But it's worth it. And not only is it worth it, but it's a command. God is calling you to break camp in order for you to advance and not for you to advance, but because when you advance, God's kingdom advances back in the Israelites time in Deuteronomy, in order for the presence of God to be somewhere, they needed to carry a physical ark, but you're that ark today. 
God's presence is not trapped in a wooden box. God's presence is inside of you. That means you need to embrace the fact that you got to get out and you got to step out and you got to do things that are going to make you a little uncomfortable, but it's because God's kingdom is advancing. Even the sons from afar, that message, if you guys really get the whole repercussion of that, it's a little bit daunting. It could be a little uncomfortable, a little overwhelming. But God said we had to break camp because it's time to advance. We can't get the increase until we understand this this truth right here. Increase is a promise, but in order for God's people to step into that promise, we need to break camp and advance. And I just feel like there's a couple of you here in this place right now where you know that you've been tied down to something that's been familiar. Maybe in the past, it was actually a, a breakthrough. Maybe it's a mountaintop, just like I was sharing. It wasn't a low place, but it's a mountaintop. It was a blessing for you, but you know the time is up to settle there and the time is now to go forth and to step out and you've been struggling with that whether it's in your personal lives with relationships whether it's spiritual I want to give an opportunity to just minister to those of you that have been feeling stuck because I feel like the break camp anointing is here in this place And God is about to set people free that were bound. If that's you, I want you to just stand to your feet. All of you guys can just keep your eyes closed. But those that have been, you know that you've been tied down to one mountaintop. And it's time to advance. Come on, just lift up your hands if you're standing to your feet. That old mindset, it's time to go. The I know better, but... I know better, but that phrase needs to go. It's time. It's time right now for the advancing, for the increase in your life. And it starts here. Yes, God. Come on. God is breaking off all that's familiar. Come on, just begin to pray. Just begin to recognize what you've been holding on to. Begin to speak it out. God, I've been holding on to this. And even though it's a blessing, I've been holding on to it more tightly than I've been holding on to you. Maybe it's a way of doing something, a way of praying, a way of doing ministry. God is saying, even break camp there. God is a God that does a new thing. And God, I believe he's just doing a new wineskin work right now. He's doing a new wineskin work in your hearts. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm going to have all you guys pray. But before you do that, I want to tie you back to the reason why this is a commandment we got to follow and that's for the glory of God 
I want to tie you back to that reality that you can't afford to stay at this mountain because you're withholding the glory of God from manifesting. That it's about the kingdom advancing. That is what's going to tie you in. It's the love of God. You love him so much, you can't help but want to advance his name anywhere, everywhere, and however way, whichever way that he wants it. That is your heart. That is your goal. Make it your heart today. Make that your heart today and begin to renounce all the things that you've been holding on to, even if it was good, even if it was good, because God's going to take you higher. God's going to take you higher. Come on, let's just begin to pray. Lift up your voices. Lift up your voices. Begin to speak it out. Begin to speak it out. God's breaking the legality. He's breaking the religion. He's breaking, falling into tradition. Come on, he wants to set you free. He wants to put a new mindset. He wants to break up camp. Come on, pack away. Pack away everything that you've settled in. Pack up your clothes. Pack up your tents. Say, I'm not going to live here anymore. I'm not going to live in this mindset anymore. Jesus. surrender Come on, fresh surrender. That's just what's happening. That's all it is. That's all break camp is. It's fresh surrender. I surrender my mind, Lord. I surrender my body, Lord. I surrender every decision, God. I surrender every choice that I make unto you. Fresh surrender. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Make more room in my heart for the new things. Come make more room in my heart. Come make more room in my heart for the new things. For better things, for greater things, God. our minds today God we're going to follow you we've made up our minds today we're going to obey you in all things we've made up our minds today God we're going to get uncomfortable and we're going to advance your kingdom we've made up our minds God Jesus come on if you're standing to your feet I want you to put your hands over your heads right now I'm going to pray a quick prayer over all of you Father I just thank you that every single person God that is putting their hands on their heads in this room You are breaking off every chain in their lives. Even chains to blessings, even chains to past blessings. Yesterday's manna, I thank you that you're breaking every chain 
Lord, and you're setting them free. I thank you that they're committing to breaking camp today. That it is a decision that they're making. It is a choice that they're making right now. That they're going to break camp. And they're going to advance. They're going to step forward. They're going to fight the fight. Even when it's tough. They're going to keep fighting the fight of advancing your kingdom. Because it's worth it, Lord. And so, God, I just speak that over every single person. I thank you that we're not living for comfort. We're living for kingdom. We're living for kingdom. This is your kingdom people here. And you're filling us fresh and new, fresh surrender. Fresh surrender. And I thank you that in this fresh surrender comes fresh clarity. Fresh clarity in all areas of their lives. Their future. Their future decisions. God, I thank you. Fresh clarity is coming their way. And we just speak that and I establish them, God, in this place of freedom. Yes, God. We just thank you for what you're doing. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's give a clap offering to God. Um, before I wrap up, wrap up, if the podcast is still on, all the sons from afar, can I just say that we received so many cool emails. And for all of you that are listening right now to this podcast, me and Christian have personally read every single email. And we've read it. We hear your story and uh, details and all that stuff are coming soon your way. And so we're really excited about it. And we wanted to mention that you're on our hearts and we've been praying for you. And so God is good. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right.